vision achievers have the ability to discipline themselves to do what? Stay what? Focus. So you can't be a person of vision and not have focus. Do you hear what I'm saying? So focus is one of the important elements of vision achievers or people of vision or vision carriers. When you are able to focus, it actually spells maturity. Meaning you are matured. It also involves the element of discipline. So when you are focused, it simply means that you eliminate the distractions that are there or things that will delay you or hold you back to attain whatever that God has laid in your life. Actually, focus proves to God that you are ready to receive what you are praying for. God will never bless a man who's not focused. God will never entrust you with greater things unless you have focus. Now, I've learned this with women. And I hope women won't fight with me. You know, I had a friend, and this friend of mine used to wear only black suits. And one day I asked him, why do you wear only black suits? And he said to me, because it eliminates options. One of the reasons why women are always late is because in their closets there are too many options. <laughs> if they had only one dress, they will be on time. Am I lying, Bazalwan? Yeah? yeah. So the trick of life in getting ahead and allowing God's blessing to flow in your life is to be able to eliminate a lot of options. Eliminate things that will be a distraction in your life. Be able to focus. People who are not focused, I mean, sometimes they would buy, a woman would buy a shoe and say, but, but what are you going to wear it with? Ah, I'll just see. And you find that they have a lot of shoes that they are not wearing. They've got a lot of clothes, dresses that they've been bought three years ago, which don't even fit them, but they're still keeping them, hoping that one day the Lord will visit their weight. If you are not focused, you will spend your money unnecessarily for things that are not important because you will just buy out of feelings. 
not having a vision to say, why am I buying this? Look, even when you buy clothes, if you buy a belt, know that you, what are you going to wear it with? When you buy a shoe, know what you're going to buy it to dress it with. Or a suit and all those things. That simply means you, you think forward. Some people just spend their money haphazardly. No focus, no plan, no driving point. You're not driving to anywhere. You just buy. How will God bless you if he knows that you're just going to misuse what he's about to give you? Can God entrust you with kingdom money when you are not focused with your personal finances? You are not focused with the 5,000 but you are praying for a billion. Why should God trust you with that? Now, if you know, I mean, if you tell me where I'm supposed to go, I will know what to carry. If I know where I'm going, I will know what to package in my suitcase. I would know the kind of luggage that I need. If I know that I'm going to Durban on a vacation to swim, obviously I will not take my suits. I will not take my Flosham shoes. Or my brand hood. I've seen, yo, may God help us. You know, with people who are saved. I've seen men of God and some Christians going to the ocean with suits. <laughs> because they are saved. Going to swim with a suit. Women going to swim with an evening dress. But Solon, when we go to swim, we take swimming costume. Why are you saying her? <laughs> but do you hear what I'm saying? If you know where you're going, you know what to pack. It determines the things that you carry with you. Why some people are not getting to their destination is because they are not focused on the destination. Therefore, they carry everything and the load is heavy. You just carry everything that you get. So if you know your destination, if you know that this is where I am going, you know the things that you need that will help you to get there and you focus on that. There are so many people who've got so many opinions about our lives. So many opinions about where we are supposed to go. What we are supposed to do. But if you know what God has called you to do, 
If you know yourself, if you know your identity, your purpose, and your calling, some of these things you will not entertain because you know where God is taking you. No gossip formed against you shall be able to distract you because you know that God has not called you to listen to what people say, but he has called you for a mission. Therefore, you focus on the mission. Not on what people say. Some people are easily discouraged. You can't be easily discouraged if you're a vision carrier. People of vision are focused. Whether you say a thing or don't say it, if it is not God who has not said it, they will not be moved. God's word is final upon their lives. Barcelona, what is your focus? What are you focusing on? If you're focused, you don't listen to every negative word. You know yourself. You're just like a pregnant woman. Because they know that they're pregnant, they don't need everything. They walk differently. Because they do it. They've got, they, are, they are carrying something. When you are carrying something, when you know yourself, there are people who will come into your life and try and distract you. You focus on what God has told you. You focus on what God has put inside of you. You focus on what God has ordained your mission for. Don't be distracted. Don't be moved. Focus on the calling that God has called you for. And that's how you become successful into the things of God, into your life. One of the things that made the Israelites not to see Canaan. The vision was Canaan. The promise was Canaan. Their focus was supposed to be on what God has told them concerning Canaan. But the challenge is they got out of Egypt but they carried Egypt with them. Each time there was a challenge they would refer to how nice it was back there. No vision will be born without challenges. Their focus was supposed to say we know what God has promised us. But each time there were challenges they, they threatened to go back. Even in our Christian life, a lot of Christians are not focused on God. They are focused on people. They are focused on what is happening around. They are focused on the worldly things. That's why when there are challenges, that's why when they are gossiped, they threaten to leave the church. Or leave even Christianity. And they forgot who called them. You focus on who called you. Focus. They were never focused. Even when they got there, when they went, they were supposed to go in. They said, no, we cannot go in. There are giants. Hey. Their focus 
what, what, you know, was bled. They could not focus on what God has promised them. He said to them, I've already given it to you. But they said, God, did you see the giants? Remove the distractions. Remove your Egypt. Remove the giants. Be like Caleb. Caleb said, let us go in for once. Yes, there are giants, but I know this God who opened the Red Sea. Surely he will win for us. Surely he will make a way for us. Whether there are giants or not. What are you focusing on? One time the Israelites were struggling from snake bites. And they went to the Lord and said, Lord, how can we survive this? God says to them, build us big snake. Let everyone focus on it. If those ones bite you, you will not die if you are focusing there. Actually, the power was not in the snake. That's why he said they must make it up. Meaning their focus was on God. So God did not remove the snakes. But he told them to focus on him. And when they focus on him, the snakes did not turn back. Did not shy away. They continued to bite them. But they did not die. Only those who focused on the bite and on the snakes died. A lot of Christians today are discouraged. Are broken. They have no hope. Because their focus is on the things. Not on the vision. Not on what God has called them to do. Everybody's vision is unique. And if there is a problem with your life, God knows and has the answers for your life. People may not have the answers. Why? God is your manufacturer. The word of God is a prescription of how we should live as the children of God. Where is your focus? What are you focusing on? Even in business, what is your focus? You can't sell shoes, you sell cameras, you sell cement, you sell, uh, you have a pyramid scheme. You have all these things. What is your focus? Even when you go to, to, you know, when you do your education, your higher learning, what is your major? What are you majoring in? You find people, they do engineer. When they finish engineering, uh, it says, no, I, I'm going to uh, do a car mechanic. Then they finish and say, no, I want to do uh, biology. Then how are those things supporting something major that you are doing? So meaning the other courses you need to take, they must support the major thing. The main thing. 
You cannot invest in someone who you don't know what their life is all about. They can be educated, but if you don't know what they're all about, they're everywhere. Everywhere. I've done political what what. I've done uh, science and what what. I've done astrology. I've done as astronomy. I've done theology. I've done... When you look at all those things, nothing supports each other. And that person comes and says, give me a billion rand. I'm learned. <laughs> you hear what I, you do you understand what I'm saying? To say, God, when you actually when you are focused, you are saying to God, I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord, that you take me to the next level. I'm ready that you can entrust me with greater things. What is your major? What will you be known for when you die? Some people, hey, let me tell you, you know when you are focused, there are people who will try to distract you, but who are also your destiny helpers. <laughs> This one you don't want to hear. Because <laughs> there are people who will hurt you so bad, but they are part of the destiny. So there's a part that God has sent for you by this person, but this person is gossiping you. And you chase them away, you miss your destiny. Because they have the good and the bad. So when you are focused, you focus on their good and ignore their bad. Because you understand that God has sent this person. Let me explain it better. Judas was part of the committee of Jesus Christ. And Jesus knew that this man was going to sell him. Jesus knew that he loved money. But there was something good about him. His love of money was going to help Jesus to be sold. So that you and I... could not have qualified. John could have not qualified. Matthew was not qualifying for that. Nobody qualified. But this man was a destiny helper. But there was something wrong about him. Jesus did not chase him away. <laughs> he kept him close. So sometimes people who focus, there's something good that someone is bringing, but they also have something bad. Let me make this, uh, this example. If you're planting, let's say you're planting cabbage, and this cabbage grows, when it comes out, it comes out with wheat. 
and it's still small. Now, when it is too, when it is still small, you cannot see the difference between the wheat and the cabbage. So, if you pull them out, you're pulling out the wheat and the cabbage, and you are left with what? Nothing. So sometimes you just need to allow them to grow together. <laughs> As they grow, you will be able to do what? To differentiate. So right now, while they're still young, and you can't see that you want to just pull it because you see there's a weedy something. So you're killing the what? The harvest. Hey, it's quiet now. Be careful who you're chasing. <laughs> God will not send you only perfect people in your life to take you to your destiny. Some look like enemies, but they have something that you need for your next level. And may God give you wisdom and discernment. So Jesus was focused on the cause. Yes, this man is bad. Yes, this man is stealing our money. But he's taking me to my destiny. Hallelujah. What is your focus? Oh yeah, I want to get on this one. Vision achievers have the ability to do what? To focus. They have the ability to focus. You cannot be anything if you want to be everything. You hear what I'm saying? You cannot be anything if you want to be everything. You can't be everything. You must be known by something. What is it? What is your focus? What is it that God has called you to do? Now Matthew 6 verse 24. Matthew 6 verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters. No one can serve what? Two masters. So it, it simply means, what are you mastering in your life, in your personal life? What is it that you are mastering? There's a saying that says, Jack of all trades, master of none. God cannot bless you when you are not focused. Where is your focus? No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mormon. Mm. This one talks about money. To say you cannot serve money and what? And God. We talked about money. 
We talked about the love of money. To say when we speak about the love of money, we're talking about when money controls you. Money is there to be controlled. Once it starts controlling you, it means that God is no longer your master. So even in life, what are you mastering? What are you mastering? What is it that you're mastering in your life? Now, it is good. I love change. Change is a driver for growth. But if you change consistently, you are bound to faith. You are bound to do what? To faith. If you change consistently. Not knowing, you know, where's your allegiance. Now, when we read, I want us to read this scripture. Proverbs 24, if you can. Proverbs 24, verse 21 to 22. Proverbs, I said Proverbs what? 21, 200. 22. Now listen to what it says. My son, fear the Lord and the king. And it says, do not associate with those given to change. For their calamity will rise suddenly. And who knows the ruin those two can bring? Mm. Do you hear that, Bazalwan? So this verse most likely is talking about changing your allegiance from the Lord and the king to other leaders in rebellion. But it is certainly has a relevance when we are talking about changing your vision often. The more you jump from vision to vision, the less likely any of those visions will become a reality. So you cannot jump from vision to vision to vision. Every year you have a new vision. Every year you are, you are this, you are this, you are this, you are this. You are that, you are that. This Next year you are a prophet. Now you are an apostle. Now you are an evangelist. Now you are a teacher. Now you are, So you go with the things that is in. Hmm? You are an usher. You are a prayer warrior. You are in. What are you? Hmm? You are a doctor. You are a lawyer. You are a motor mechanic. What are you? What is the vision of your life? How will God lift you up if you are confused yourself? If you are confused yourself, how, how will God pour something into something that is confused? Know what God has called you to do. Focus on it. Vision achievers have the ability to discipline themselves to stay on focus. Focusing needs what? Discipline. It needs what? Discipline. 
Understand yourself. Even as a child of God, what do you believe in? Today we have children of God. They, they believe in God, but they also believe in Barakidin. Uh, they believe in mediums. They believe in horoscopes. They believe in all these things. Sometimes they say they are spiritual. Sometimes they believe in Buddha. But Salon, when we are saved, we only focus on God's word and what is written in God's word. We are living in a world of information. We are exposed to a lot of information. Others will come and say, no, Jesus Christ is not the son of God, he's a prophet. You start believing that. Others will come and say, no, uh, Jesus uh, actually did not die on the cross. You believe it, but you are a child of God. What are you focusing on? Be consistent in your life as a child of God. Be consistent with the things of God. Be consistent in his word. This is how you grow. You focus on his word. You focus on the promises. Don't let anyone lay you astray. Today we have programs that talk about churches and all this. What is your focus? What do you believe in? You need to choose. Joshua says, as for me. He says, you choose for yourself. But as for me, I have made a choice. I am focused. My focus is to serve the Lord. Because those people had other choices. Life is about choices. And you have to take a choice and stick with your choice. But sometimes we, we, we focus and we choose, we make a choice, but we also eliminate certain things that don't suit us. God will not customize his word for you or for your situation. There will be no custom Bible specifically for you that will remove the things that you don't like on the Bible. So when we practice the word, we go all out, we practice everything. The word as it says. That's our focus as a church. Hallelujah. So this comes to what? Discipline. Discipline. Focus means what? Discipline. Discipline means maturity. So discipline does not come by age. Languja does not come by age. There are people who are old enough but not matured. Hmm? You've grown in stature in years, but you are not matured. When you say this year I want to lose weight, Losing weight is a discipline. 
Langudwane, it does not come just by prayer. I hear people are attending a losing weight prayer conference. I'm glad for those who go to that one. But losing weight is a what? Discipline. It will not come by prayer. You have to allocate time. You have to plan to do something. You have to plan to lose something. You have to plan not to eat something. You have to dedicate your time maybe to running or going to the gym. And not just going, but how, you know, scheduling how many times are you going to go there a week and be disciplined. I can still understand. Now somebody comes and says, hey, pastor, I want to be on the worship team. Hmm? Do you have the discipline to be on the worship team? Being on the worship team does not require having a nice voice only. It means if you are a parent, you must organize time to come to practices. And not tell us, hey, I'm taking Wanaka to the classes. Practice, but you want to sing on a Sunday. So before you say you want to, 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 to join, organize yourself. Focus means to organize where you want to go. Organize yourself. Will I be able to spend time go practicing? Do I have the petrol to go to the practice? Will I be able to spend the three hours? Will I be able to come Sunday? Someone says, hey, I want to join the worship team, but every Sunday, like they come at 10 o'clock. That person is not ready. Worshippers are here at 8 o'clock. It's like when you want to marry a person, and you know their weak points, but you think when they say, I do, they are going to change. You are fooling yourself. Marriage does not change people. Actually, it magnifies those characters. If you say you want to be married, and you are a woman, a single lady, are, are, you, are you working, are you living like a married woman now? you will not be changed by a ring. No ring will make you a woman. You become what you were before you were married. If you say you want to be a husband, are you, are you working as a husband before you're married or you are still a boy and you hope when you're on the altar, the pastor's prayer will turn you from boys to men. <laughs> Focus means being organized for where I want to go also. And that's why sometimes God is not pouring. You are not organized for what God wants to do in your life. And he loves you so much that he will not give you what you are praying for because you are not ready. 
The Israelites were, were not ready. When you read the Bible, it says that trip from Egypt to Canaan was going to take them 40 days. It says it took them 40 years. And the Bible says, God, it says God knew that the fastest route that he was going to take them with was full of enemies. And they were not ready. And you can see, even with the longer route, when there was a small challenge, those were small challenges. They always wished to go back. So some people want to get out of marriage because they, they were never ready. <laughs> when they got married, marriage has got challenges. Are you ready for those? If you are not ready, stay single. If you are not ready to argue and fight and hear loud noises and all that, stay single. If you think God is going to give you a smooth ride because you are marrying a Christian, you are lying. Actually, Christians are the ones who, who, who are fighting more. <laughs> In marriage, we don't fight to get out. We fight to stay together. Are you prepared for what you are praying for? When God was telling them, hey, you are going to Canaan, they were rejoicing. Hallelujah, glorious city. Amen. You know the Ridadada Christians, I love them. When there are challenges, they don't read Adada. <laughs> it's nice to read Adada in the church. But when there is someone pestering you, but, but when there is someone at work who's, who's really making you angry, you hear that Christian say, I will take off my Christianity. You will know who I am. There's nothing wrong in speaking in tongues. I'm just saying we must maintain what we do at church even in our daily lives. I'll finish just with this one. Psalms 90 verse 12. I believe you all know it. It says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. NLT says, teach us to make the most of our time so that we may grow in wisdom. So let me say this. Maturity is revealed by what I do with my free time. Maturity is revealed by what I do in my 
free time. What you're doing every day, does it add up to your mission and your vision? Teach us to number our days. So meaning, let us be effective and be disciplined in our days. What is it that you're doing every day? Is it aligning with your vision? Is it aligning with what God has called you to do? Is it aligning with what you are focusing in? Now, if you look at runners, let's say Ethan Bold. He didn't just wake up and became the fastest runner in the world. There's something he does what? Every day. What does he do every day? Yeah? He's what? Okay, what is he known of? Running, eh? What does he do every day? When there are no competitions. He exercises. So he does the same thing that he's going to do where? At the championships. So he can't do, he can't do something different. And expect to win at the championships. I guess you understand. So it means every day, bit by bit, he has to do what contributes to the greater day. If you are faithful in small things, I will entrust you with bigger things. What are the small things that you are doing every day to add up to where you want to go? Or is your life driven by happenstance? People just come, hey, let's go where, where you go. Hey, they come, hey, today you want to ball or you go to the ball. Hey, today let's go to Spartle, you go to Spartle. Hey, today there's ladies, high tea, you don't have a plan for your life. People are able to plan a vacation, but they fail to plan their lives. Vacation, let's one number one. Come on, can you one more social media? I give you hundred with vacations. I saw you in December. I saw you guys. This expensive. You planned well. Oh, faithful servants, you have done well. But how have you planned your life? We miss our lives, but we hit vacations. Kiliwani bless you. Is that how much you also invest in your vision and where you want to go in your life? Your progress. Teach us to number our days. Not just our vacations. cruise. Check. Oh, mamang mang oh. Never go kai kai. Um, blogger, it's social. 
midi. It's social media. How and how we are more or reading? Relevant, like it? Hey, what's the level? Oh, no, Scabby. Um, bloggela. I'm like everybody else. I'm a human being. I also want to see. But as much as I see planning your vacation, I want you also to plan your life. This is where my life is going. I'm investing this. What courses are you going to take today that complements your major thing so that you grow in what you're doing? Vision achievers are learners. They learn. You are never too old to learn. Every year you must take new courses that support what you are doing, where you are going. You are numbering your days. You are investing in your life. You are investing in your career. You are investing in your future, in your vision, in your business, in what you want to do. Yes, we will pray, but you have to do what is necessary for success. You have to show God that you are ready for him to take you where he needs to take you. But so the Bible says we are the head and not the tail. And this is the time where God has to make us the head. But if the head is not focused, the tail will be the head. Today the tails are leading us. The tails are leading the church. Are leading people of wisdom. Are leading those who have been chosen by God. Because they have decided to be the tail. They have decided not to focus. They have not, they have not decided to focus on their headship. God wants to raise some Christians who will change the world. Who will make wise wisdoms. Uh, wise, little Wise decisions. Wise decisions. You must really inform yourself. Practice Learn a new skill every year. You can't be rusting as a child of God. How will God lift you up? How will God invest in you? When we pray for promotion, this year we are only praying for those who are investing in their focus. That's my prayer. Because we raise Christians who get there and they conform. They conform to like everybody else. What's the use? We open a Christian party. When we open it, we, we share the same values with the, the, those who are not saved. When we ask you what are your values and your principles, uh, whatever, what are you, they say, no, we promise people houses, we promise them uh, people of wisdom who are called by God, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
But I want to have a vision, you don't have to have a business. I guess I understand that. Sometimes on our side, we, we sideline your daily work. God can use you on your daily work. Unless business is your calling. Joseph was a nine to five. Joseph was a what? Nine to five. But he was working hard. The Bible says he was moving around checking if the people have food. Every day he was working hard, working, and God kept on lifting him from glory to glory until he had the highest position. Where he was what? He was influential. Until the world came to him. Look at 9 to 5. Don't despise your 9 to 5. God can use it mightily in your nine to five. Bless those who have businesses. And God can bless you later on your business when you focus and invest in it. When you are a child of God and you are focusing on God, how are you investing in your relationship with God? How are you investing in your relationship with God? Today we have a generation that things that you can serve God with no cost. We are lying to ourselves. The gospel is costly. To be a child of God, it will cost you something. We did not get this easy. It had to cost Jesus Christ something for him, for us to be saved. If we are raising a generation that things, everything is nice, homo nothing, how pollutes it's a lie. Sometimes God asks you of things that you think you are incapable of, which you will give out of pain because you, you can't afford that. You don't have that in you. But he will ask of you because he, he's trying you if you are ready for the next level. God will not invest in something that has not been tested. There are Christians who don't want to be tested. They just want a free and nice ride. Hallelujah, humanity. But there's no cost to your salvation. If there is no cost to your salvation, I see you all now. Paul says there will be trials and pains and misery. It's not a smooth ride. What has the gospel costed you? If it costs you nothing and you are just looking to receive, you are at the wrong place. The gospel will cost you. One youth asked and said a very theological question. He said, I, I remember we're sitting, he said, why does it look like people who are not saved, their things are running faster, but when you are saved, it's like things are a bit slow. You know? And he said, why should I be a Christian? And I said to him, it did not come for free even for you. And you're not just investing in this life. You're investing in your eternal life. 
Bazalon, we are all going to die here. And you are going to account. That's why it says, teach us to number our days. You are going to account for each and every day. How did you use your days as a child of God? Is your Christianity about hearing the nice worship team? Hearing an inspiring message? But you are not fired up to do anything. You just want to sit and come to church the day you like or when you feel like. Are you using the preaching as a drug? To get high when you are down. <laughs> or are you part of a battalion. That has got a mission. To push the gospel. To make it known to the world. We are not saved for ourselves. You are saved for others. Continue being casual. There's a payment for that. And I'm glad the Bible says when we die, there'll be crowns. Crowns of reeds. Crowns of gold and silver. According to the what? The works. How are you numbering your days as a child of God? You are the church. Be the church where you are. In your everyday work, at home, at school. How are you numbering your days as a child of God? I just want to speak to those who are casual. To say today is the time. Today is the time and the grace of God is here. God is calling you. To say, you can't just be a bench warmer. No, you know, pastor, where I was at the church, uh, when I was serving, they had me. Now, imagine people had me on church on Sunday. I don't show up. Everyone is here. I don't show up. Hey, where is the pastor? Where is the pastor? Somebody calls me, pastor, why are you not here? No, somebody had me. That's not fair, Vazala. You are able to stay at home when you are ahead, but I, I'm not able. I must swallow it. C can we be fair, Vazala? Some are missing for three months without giving anything or saying anything. But they say they are members of this, like they are members. Of this church. You know those husbands who go missing in December and come back in January. <laughs> you know them. Some of you are your husbands. They go missing. And they just, when they come back, they come back as if nothing. 
Yeah, nothing has happened. Like, life is normal. No apology, no nothing. Actually, they come with plastic bags of grocery. <laughs> what will you do if I just miss? I'm just missing. On a Sunday, I'm not there. No apology, no nothing. How would you feel? You are here, they make announcements. Sorry, Bazalwane, the pastor uh, did not show up uh, this morning. Uh, we don't know the reason. Bazalwane, let's be serious about the things of God. If we want to infect the community, we must participate in the kingdom agenda. We have a vision. We want to develop passionate followers of Christ to do what? To impact the world. And God is raising a generation here, but you have to be ready. Can we stand on our feet? But I'm challenging you. You have been, you have been called by God. People are going to hurt you. I'm not promising you anything in this church. These people here, they gossip. I know they also gossip about me, but it doesn't, it doesn't worry me. I know what God has called me for. And I will not go try, who gossiped me? What did they say? I'm called by God, not by men. When you are here, you are called by God. Whether they hurt you at another church, when you are here, you are here to serve. All of us. Have you ever seen anybody serving me here? Have you seen anybody, anyone serving me? Because I don't want to be served. I want to serve. I want all of us in here to take a decision that we are going to serve God. We are not going to be silent about God. We are going to, you know, infect and affect our community. We are going to be involved in our community and talk about Jesus Christ and win people for Christ and take influential positions, positions of influence and be there and make influence for Jesus Christ. But we cannot do that if we are casual. We have to be intentional about our lives. Some of you, God gave you great positions and you are playing where you are. God has promoted you. He has given you that position. Not for you and your children. He has given it to you for the influence of his kingdom. But you are playing games. You are playing games. You are just there enjoying your salary, not saying anything, not influencing anyone, not doing anything for the kingdom. You are playing. And one day you are going to account for that. Langutla Bazala. Bazala Nara Polusetsa Huno Bafela like nice time. It's not just for last time. 
It's for us to change the world. We said we want to impact the world. We want to influence the world. We want to be in, intentional about the world. What we are preaching here, you're supposed to preach about it. Some of you, you can't even share our church's post on Facebook, and you are on Facebook. Sorry for saying the names. I'm just, I'm just giving an example. Hmm? You share celebrities. I've never seen a post that says Jesus on your timeline. Actually, you will die if we can see Jesus on your timeline. Or any teaching of the word of God. Sorry for, sorry for taking the time. Uh, sorry, Mamaldom. But I need to say this. To say how... Our, today we have influencers ne, on social media. They are naked and doing their thing. They are sharing it there. You know, half naked on the social media. You are quiet, not saying anything, not sharing anything. What is your mandate, Bila Bila? Pastor, do you hear what I'm saying? We are called for such a time like this. And we influence. Let's close our eyes. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Maybe before I pray, I just want to ask, are we all saved? If you are not saved, by saved, I mean you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior and Lord in your life. As long as we are not playing games here. If you die today, or if you fall here, now, whatever prayer we are going to say, it will not take you to heaven. There's no prayer, no matter how powerful the pastor or the prophet is, no prayer can take someone to heaven. You get to heaven by accepting Christ in your life as your personal savior. And when you are saved by living that life, we are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you are not saved because you are born from the Christian. It does not work with genes. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal sake. That's the key. That's the key for forgiveness and total forgiveness. Can we close our eyes? If you are here, and you know that you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal sake. You know that if you fall down and die now, you are not sure where you are going. I want to help you. I want to pray with you. If you are here, just, just lift your hand where you are. I want to pray with you. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ. Have we all accepted Jesus Christ? If, don't, don't be shy. You are not doing it for me, for anyone. When, when we account, when we account on that day, all these people will not be here. Your friends will not be there. Your papa, your mama will not be there. On judgment day, they will not be. It will be just you and God. And God will be saying, you remember that black man with ears and jeans.
and jackets and, and, and he spoke about Jesus Christ. What did you do? Learn to number your days. If you are here, just come to the front. Don't be shy. Just come to the front. Just want to pray with you. Just come to the front. This is your day. This is your day. Just come to the front. He lifted.